And I'm not normally a little loud. There we go. <clears throat> so I want to read from the, this week's Torah portion. I want you to get ready to bring up Leviticus 26, starting in verse 3. But how many of you have heard this line before? Many of you have probably quoted it. If you're or heard it from a, a pastor or a preacher. It says, you shall chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred shall chase ten thousand. And your enemies shall fall by the sword. How many of y'all heard that one? How many of y'all stood on that scripture? Come on. Y'all proclaimed it, right? Someone started getting on you, man. I can do this, right? Five, a hundred. You get the thousand going, you're all set, right? But what do people forget about this one? So that's what the problem is if you just take something out of Scripture, right? It sounds good, doesn't it? Man, it sounds like, man, it's preachable. You can take up a good offering on it, right? Get people riled up. Get excited. But let's read it from verse 3. Can we bring that up? I'll get my sword out in a second. 26 verse 3. We're going to be reading for a little bit, so be ready. While they're pulling it up. If you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you your what? Rains in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and the trees shall yield, shall the, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, right? Their threshold shall um, last to the time of the grape harvest, and the grape harvest shall last to the time of the sowing. So what do we know here? What do we have to do first? Obey his commandments. Real simple, isn't it? It's not just sitting there and preaching the word and saying, oh, that's what it says, I'm all, no, it says what do you have to do first? Right? Because if you read the next paragraph, the next bit of verses, let's just start in verse 14. In verse 14. But if you will not listen to me and will not do all these commandments, if you spurn my statutes, and, you, and if your soul adore, uh, abhors my rules so that you do not do all my commandments, but break my covenant, then I will do this to you. Do you really want me to read? Right? Yes. Go on, huh? Some of you like the pain. <laughs> I will visit you with panic, with wasting disease and fever that consumes the eyes and makes the heart ache. And you shall sow your seeds in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you, and you shall be struck down before your enemies. 
In other words, it's not a free lunch, is it? Too many people look at that scripture, man, they, you all can quote it, right? You quote those two verses, but how many remember what came before and what came after? And that's what's so important. We've got to understand God's purpose. We need to trust in the Lord that if we do what he asks us to do, he will take care of us. See, that's what the promise is really all about here. He's making it very simple. He says, look, just obey my commandments and watch what will happen. Yeah, I've said this before. We tell people that, man, if you bring you know, your offerings and you do what God says, what he says, I'll bless it, right? How many of you have been blessed by doing that? Raise your hand. I know I have. Right? God does it every time. Because his word doesn't come back void. Amen. And that's what we have to remember here. So what we're being told here is that we follow God's word. Nothing can stand against us. That's really what he's talking about here. When you, you know, you, my, my brother asked, you know, doesn't the, don't we recognize the day of ascension, the 40th day in, of the month? The church has no idea what's going on, does it? It completely misses it. This is so, in, actually, this is kind of where they got, uh, what do they call it, Advent? The, the days that lead up to the resurrection, right? They do it at before and not after. When it, right, no, it's not after. They do it before, I'm saying. Lent, 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 sorry, Lent. Lent, Advent, it's all made up, right? Someone asked me, what are you doing for Lent? I said, I just take it and throw it away. What do you do with Lent, right? But that's where the church has, you know, they'll sit there and they'll, they'll say, oh, I, I'm giving something up for Lent, right? Where did that come from? Oh, it's so they can have a party the day before. You know, Mardi Gras, that's where that whole thing comes from. They party like crazy before, and then they'll give it up. Okay. Is that obeying God's commands? No. See, if you just stay true to the word, man, you don't have to worry about these things. And we see what God does, right? But if you fall from grace... And people do, don't they? You'll be what? Punished, right? But here's the good thing. Don't think it's so bad if you fall away. Because at the end, guess what he says? But if they confess their iniquities and the iniquities of their fathers and their treachery that they committed against me and also in walking contrary to me so that I walked contrary to them and brought them into the land of their enemies, if then un, their uncircumcised heart is humbled, and they make amends to their, for their iniquities, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob, and I will remember my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. In other words, God gives us a second chance, doesn't he? 
God is still willing to stand with us and to support us. And even when we stumble for a season, he's there to pick us up right where we left off. How many of you have friends that you, maybe you grew up in high school and then you haven't seen them for years and then you get together and it was like one day had passed? Do you all have those kind of friends? That's how it is with God. You can, get, you can be gone for a season, you come back, it's like, hey, what's going on? Been right here, right? And so what we see here is, as we read this scripture, this Torah portion, is God just wants to be close to us, doesn't he? God just wants to, he, he wants to chill with us. Can you imagine chilling with the Lord? <laughs> Sit back. Lord, here, have a Mogan David. <laughs> right? Sit back and just relax. See, that's the kind, our God doesn't want us just to be in awe of him. He wants us to relate to him as a parent. You know, Father's Day is just around the corner. I'm reminding some of you of that. We don't need any more ties. No 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 more socks. No more. <laughs> right? But it's that parent relationship that we have with God. He just doesn't want to be our, the one we worship. He wants to be the one we relate to and can talk to and can tell him when we have our issues. That's a loving God. That's a God who cares for us and who understands us. And that's really what God's looking for us in today. You know, there's a group of us getting ready to go to the Holy Land experience. It's going to be neat. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. You know, one of the things I remember when it first came out, when we, we were there when, when, when it first happened, they, I don't know if they still have this video, but they show a, a recreation, I don't want to take it away, but a sacrifice of Isaac. And it was watching that video that I realized that Isaac's faith was greater than Abraham's faith. Because see, Isaac didn't know if he was coming down from the mountain. Abraham did, right? Abraham knew he was coming down. Isaac was under the knife. And that's the faith that we should have with God. That trust in it. And if it's taught from parent to child... It makes you grow even more. And that's what we see taking place. God's just saying, follow me. Act like me. Do what I do. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper, says the Lord. Amen. See, those are the scriptures that you can stand on knowing that you're doing God's will. But if you're doing the way of the world, you better start running. You know what? You can run, but you can't hide, can you? Amen. 
And maybe you have to look at yourself and right now in the world and saying, Lord, have I not been following you like I should? Maybe it's a time to hit that restart button and seek his face. Because he's right there waiting for you. That's the good thing about our God, man. He, our God does not have a good memory. Have you, how many of y'all realize that? He lets the man, once, you, once he forgives, it's forgotten. We need to do that in our life. Too many of you are holding on to your past and what you did. I hear people, oh, look, but, you know, I've done this. God doesn't remember that. If you've accepted him into your heart, you have a clean slate. Doesn't matter what you did back on the island. Some of y'all know who I'm talking to. You island people. Some of y'all have birthdays today. What, stay, what happened on the island stayed on the island. No problem, man. <laughs> but God, that, that's how it is with our God. He forgets about your past. He's worried about your future. He's worried about what you're doing starting the next minute. Because that's what's important. How are you going to live your life? How are you going to follow him and show others the work he has done? Because that's what we're called to do. We're to be a light to the nations. To let them see the power of God. Not what we've done, but what he's done. You know, that's the neat thing. You know, how many of y'all have like ring video now? You know, everyone's getting all these things that you can see people at your door when they come up, right? Some people you want to see, some people you don't want to see. Oh, he's a bill collector. Oh, no, we're not home, right? You know, it's neat, though, because not only does it capture... People coming up, like it wakes us up 2 o'clock in the morning, there's a stupid cat that loves to go around our side door. Right? But that's how, you know, we, we, God sees those glimpses of what's going on. And we need to use these times to realize the glory that God has given us. And the ability for us to go forward. You know, the devil's going to attack us, especially when you're doing God's work. How many of y'all realize that? Oh, man, he hates it. When you start doing the Lord's stuff, man, he is going to send everything at you. Because, see, he wants to discourage you. He wants you to get back in the flesh. But you just have to stand firm. Because you realize... That those people that you need to go against are the devil, isn't it? You need those swords against him because he'll go against you. I, man, when he starts attacking me, I start laughing. Because I know I'm doing something right. See, it's all how you look at things. When, the, when, when bad things start happening, 
You need to turn it around to good. I, I got an email from a, a gentleman yesterday, fairly long text, about how he's been trying things through his life. He has a vision, wants to do something. But man, gets keeps getting chopped down. And he was discouraged. And here's what I had to remind him. Don't look at failures as a failure. Or don't look at things not working right, how you planned as a failure. But as a growing experience. As a learning experience. Because you know what? You learn more from things that don't work out right than things that do work out right. The learning comes from making those, those going out and doing it. And sometimes it doesn't work out, and that's okay. You learn from it. But if you just go and start doing things right all the time, you don't learn anything. You learn from those challenges. There was once a quote, and I don't remember the exact quote. You'll get the idea. They asked uh, Thomas Edison how many failures did it take for him to, get the, to create the light bulb. And he said it wasn't failures, it was steps. And it was like 4,300 and some odd steps. And then he got it, and then it worked. And that's how we have to look at it. Remember the Wright brothers? Remember that, especially those of you just graduated from high school, right? They, took, they created this plane and they got it to go in the air. How many times did they fly that plane? Once. They only did it once. But from that, they realized that they could create air, airplanes. And now, man, you get in one of those things, I still can't figure out how they keep it up in the air. I mean, it's amazing. They go in there, you take off, and you don't even think about it, do we? And it all started with two brothers who only was able to get the plane off the ground once. So don't be afraid about what God's doing. Be afraid if God isn't doing anything in your life. Don't be afraid if you have challenges. Because there are t learning experiences for you to grow. Sometimes they hurt. That's okay. It's called growing pains, right? But what you learn from it makes you who you are in your future. It's those gray hairs that we get. I'm getting a lot more of them. What was that? I don't want to know. Dying them? Nope. I'm going all natural. I'm proud of them. Wisdom or I just don't like the way that dye looks. But that's what we have. That's what this week's Torah portion's about. Walking that faith. You can take down your enemy if you obey his commandments. 
You got to do the first part or the second part's not going to happen, is it? So walk in his ways. Obey his statutes. And watch what God will do. Amen? Amen. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes.